the very last sword adopted by the United States Army was this monster. The model 1913 Sabre, or commonly known as the Patton Sabre, named after its inventor, then Lieutenant George S. Patton. Now, before Patton was a general in the U.S. Army in World War II, a lieutenant colonel in the Tank Corps of the U.S. Army in World War I, he was a cavalryman. And a cavalryman needs a good blade. Everything Patton did had to be perfect, and so he studied. Patton studied swordsmanship throughout Europe, and one of the things he learned was that the French concept of a thrusting cavalry sword was a lot stronger than the uh, English or other countries curved design of their sword. Patton kind of knew what he was doing. He did it very well. He wrote booklets on cavalry tactics, both, both horse-mounted and hand-to-hand -hand combat. And uh, another amazing thing that we have thanks to George S. Patton. Now, it never saw action because during World War I, the tactics changed so much that the heavy horse charge just was no longer part of the game plan. So a lot of these swords sat in warehouses. And then comes along World War II, and the American GI needed a fighting knife. So somebody had the bright idea of how about we take these wonderful blades, these great, great steel blades, and cut them and make three different kinds of knives. And so that's what somebody did. They would sharpen the blade there, they'd cut it, make a spear or a clip point in the middle. You'd have a blade so long. And it was put into a, uh, a hard plastic, kind of an early plastic, like a Bakelite handle with a point. And then they would also do the, the same thing for the end. But they would keep the original point, just sharpen it up some more. So, our last saber that didn't see combat did find its way onto the battlefield of World War II as three different kinds of fighting knives. I'm Jason Schubert with the J.M. Davis Arms and Historical Museum, and this is Museum Minute.